0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: You sit at a desk. They sit at a desk. You have sales reports. They have book reports. You need supplies. They need supplies. Business is a lot like school. That's why your small business should take advantage of back to school deals at Staples. Now, Staples 1 inch 3 ring binders are $1.92. One subject notebooks are just 25 cents, and two pocket poly folders are just 35 cents each. Make back to school your business at Staples.
2: Install only while supplies last. Offer ends 9118, limit 30. Thank mm-hmm. you. In the building, how you doing?
1: I am fantastic, man. Thank you so much for joining us.
2: Hey, it's my pleasure. Glad to be on your show.
1: Yeah, we're equally glad to have you. Uh, give me a second, uh, Mr. Twiggs, and let me introduce you. Today we have Mr. Eric Twiggs, who is an expert in overcoming procrastination and the author of The d- Discipline of now. Twelve practical principles to overcome procrastination. He has conducted over 28,000 coaching sessions with entrepreneurs, lead organizations of 500 more people in corporate America, and shared his message with corporations, associations, and congregations across the country. Today, you will receive proven practical principles to help you maximize your time, minimize your stress, and break the procrastination. Excuse me. Procrastination Habits So That You Can Accomplish Your Goals and Achieve Fulfillment And With That Please Let's Welcome Mr. Eric Twiggs And Again Good Afternoon Or Good Evening To You Sir Welcome
2: Good Afternoon
1: Uh, Yeah So tell Tell Us A Little Bit About Who Mr. Twiggs Is And How Do We Get To Where We Are Today
2: well, so time management. I think, like many people, I always thought I had plenty of time, and time was on my side. And in the book, I talk about this. This is one of that. This is a pivotal moment that really got me to this point. I remember I was back in college at Hampton University, and I was talking to a friend, a good friend of mine. His name is Donnell. And Donnell was the opposite of me. You know, he, he was really focused on his purpose, and at the time I was really focused on partying. <laughs> and so we would talk, and I would, he would always say, Eric, you know, you need to get serious, and you need to really pick a lane and figure out what you want to do. And I'd say, well, Donnell, man, you need to loosen up. We've got plenty of time. You know, we're still young, and are you going to go to this frat party with me later? And that was kind of where I was. And we would joke, and he would always say that I needed to get serious. He he had this dream of becoming a Marine Corps officer. And like I said, I didn't really have a focus. And we were laughing and joking, and I hadn't talked to him for several weeks. And then I got a phone call from his mother where she informed me that he was tragically killed in a car accident. Oh, wow. And that sent me the message that maybe I don't have as much time as I think, and time isn't really on my side. So if there's something I really need to do, I need to do it. I need to do it with the discipline of now. So I, I really just had this sense of urgency to move forward, and that's, that was one of the driving forces for me to create this tool, this book titled The Discipline of Now.
1: So he was one of your first inspirations for this book or uh, um, the, the, the real motivation behind your book?
2: Well, he was one of my first inspirations, and he really bought this idea of time, how critical time management is and how we don't really have the time we think. So then as far as, as I started working with more people, like you introduced me and you mentioned how I've had these 28,000 coaching sessions, So one of the things that I've noticed through these coaching sessions is that you can have someone that's a good performer, and then you can have someone that's a great performer. And in most instances, the good and the great performer, they have a similar level of know-how. They know a lot of the same things. But what separates the good from the great is the great. They just have this uncanny habit of taking action whether they feel like it or not. So I, it's a combination of those two. It was just that inspiration from what happened with my friend and then just all of my experiences dealing with entrepreneurs and leading people. That So those were kind of my two main motivators to create the book.
1: I guess what, what, what really motivated me about you and, and, and doing this show is that I, I have a lot of friends that are – are professional procrastinators. And I always feel like, you know, um, they could do something tomorrow. And by me being an entrepreneur from birth seemed like, you know, it, it irks me to no end. Why put right. off something until tomorrow that you can do right now to be done with? Because tomorrow it's just going to be more stuff on your plate. And then yeah. the stuff that you got to do tomorrow, it's going to be additional stuff on your plate and then before you know it, then you're scratching your head not knowing what to do first because you've don't you don't lost focus on the priority. And it, it, it's crazy. I don't even know how people function like that. But then I guess there's a separation, too, between the people with the entrepreneurial spirit versus the people with the nine-to-five spirit.
2: Yeah, you're, I think you're absolutely right. And here's the thing. So the book is designed for that person with the entrepreneurial mindset. And I think whether you work for yourself or even if you work inside the corporation, I think that, that mindset and that spirit is critical today because things change so quickly, and you really have to take ownership of your career. I mean, you could be downsized. Could, there they could be a company change that you don't agree with. that You could be replaced by technology. You really have to have your own plan, and you just can't sit back and wait for someone to tell you what to do.
1: agree with that.
2: And that makes having that discipline of now more important in in these times that we live in than I I believe ever.
1: So how would one go about uh, uh, changing that lackadaisical attitude towards a a discipline of now?
2: Well, it, it all boils down to awareness. And one, and one of the things I talk about in the book is clear, having clarity of purpose. From, just from my interactions with people, one of the main reasons that people procrastinate is that they're not clear on their purpose. They don't have a purpose. They're just going through the motions and not really focused on a singular thing that ties back to their legacy and their destiny. And I think mean, once you get clear on what it is that you really want to do, and, I know, and so for me, after I told you about the Donnell incident, where he passed away, so I was focused on being successful in making money, and I I had this experience again. I got to a point where I was successful. I had the BMW. I was a district manager. I had 17 locations. I, by the world standards, I was successful. But then one day I look in the rearview mirror, and the image looking back at me was someone who dreaded the idea of going into work every day. So I was focused on being successful, but I didn't really have clarity of purpose. And so I went through, once I got clear that it's my purpose to inspire people through speech and through writing, you know, like now, I can wake up every morning at 4 o'clock without an alarm clock so that that clarity of purpose can really help you to overcome this procrastination habit and not really drift and say yes to everything because everything sounds interesting.
1: Right. Well, I know I know it's a hard uh, a hard thing to reverse your mindset is when people have been so I guess not a about they lives, but been accustomed to a certain lifestyle, and that's how they've been living for for years. And, right. And, and 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 like you said, at some point you have to take responsibility for stuff and pump the brakes and and make a, a serious change.
2: Yes. Absolutely, but you know what, and the you other know, one of the things I've found is that you know when i at first, when I was looking at this procrastination thing, I always felt like it was you know the person's just lazy, but it, but it's a lot deeper than that in many in many cases, it's fear, and you just mentioned you know making the changes, and sometimes if you've been doing something the same way it, it's a scary thing to go down a different road. So one of the things that causes people to procrastinate or big causes is really fear. And and many people that you know that are chronic procrastinators, it's either fear of success, it's fear of failure, it's fear of the unknown. That fear causes one to hesitate. So, So it's very important that we overcome that.
1: You're so, so very right, but I had another term for it. I used to call it stuck on stupid. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, <didn't. laughs> I don't know. When I, when I was in the workforce, you know, just had a job and just going to it every day, I mean, I, I got bored in and, and, and no time flat because I was always self-motivated. You know, you show me once, you know, and I got it if if nothing else i had figured out how to do it better quicker you know what i mean so now i'm standing around trying to look and act like i'm busy cuz that's harder than actually working you know what <laughs> i mean to try to play like you <laughs> right you know what i mean
0: uh-huh. so i
1: mean those those things were no brainer to me it it didn't challenge me you know what i mean I, i'm i'm just here i'm doing the same dumb job every day i can do it with my eyes closed you know what I'm saying? So Right. What? You know, it's gotta be more to life than this. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And if I gotta put in these hours and this amount of time, I could do the same thing for me. Build right. something for me. So when you decide to retire me or let me go, I won't get a donut and a fake go watch.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I think what happens is sometimes like when you talk about fear of success, people deep down have this fear that okay, if I really go all out and put myself out there, it's more time away from my family. It's you know I'm I'm gonna have more work to do. I'm gonna have more on my plate, and, and so and that and it, and the person a lot of times isn't aware that this is really what's causing them to hesitate. But on the subconscious level, they just they don't move forward because okay, what is this right. what is this success going to mean?
1: that and, and the fear happen to really devote more of themselves.
2: Right. Right. And then society tends to motivate you to want to stay in the middle, right? Where it's safe. It's and We've all had yeah, this experience. Zone. I'm sorry, what, what was that?
1: No, I said that comfort zone where you... Right, the comfort zone, absolutely,
2: zone. yeah. To, to keep you in the middle. And we've all had that experience where you've been in a meeting and you answer a question or you volunteer an idea and they say, okay, great, Eric, why don't you chair the committee to make it happen? (laughs) And you're saying to yourself, well, I didn't want to chair the committee. It was just my idea. And so now you get the message, hey, I should just be quiet, fly under the radar, stay in the middle, and I won't create more work for myself.
1: So, Mr. Twig, how do you feel your books are different from the others
2: out there um, that's on this topic? So, many of the books that I've read or looked at, they they give you these one-size-fits-all all answers. Like, you have to be an early bird or don't check email before 12 noon, where my book gives you specific tools and it's based off of your situation. We, you know, later in the book, I get into the various personality types and how you can overcome procrastination based off of your specific personality. And my book is very interactive. So there's points in the book where you, you, I tell you to stop and actually take specific actions before you move on to the next section. So those are some of the things that separate my book from the others that are out there, and it's it's an easy read. It's it's only a hundred pages, and you know a lot of the books I, I've seen, time management books that are four and five hundred pages long. And if I've got a procrastination issue, I'm not getting through that.
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> hey, look, I I'll, 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 I'll finish a couple more chapters later on.
2: Right. I'll do that later. Right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Man, I got a whole bunch of friends, boy, that need to read your book. (laughs) I'm I'm surprised I'm not totally grave by now. (laughs) It drives me up the wall. I would rather go ahead and do something I got to do and get it out of the way, so I can go do something else.
2: I'm with you, and a lot of times I talk to people all the time, and they say, "Well, Eric, you know, uh, I work better under pressure," (laughs) which is really that's just justification for their procrastination.
1: Exactly, and and when they're working under pressure, I mean, yeah, you, you may pull it off sometimes, but more times than not, you're gonna screw it up because you didn't give whatever you're doing its proper time to do it right.
2: Absolutely. And so here's the thing: is so let's say you you procrastinate, and it seems like everything went fine. So so you think, oh yeah, you know, I got away with it this time. So, the next time I can just do the same thing, but you what you miss is what you just said, what you miss is the hidden cost. The quality of your work is especially if you're doing something creative and you wait till the last minute, it's not going to be as good as if you take the time and do your proper due diligence, and you've cost and yourself because you're not moving forward out. like you would be if you did it early.
1: Hey, look, that goes in preparing food, too. doesn't usually taste better when you take your time and prepare it and season it and let the seasoning marinate your food. And right. And then you prepare it opposed to pose just going in and trying to throw something together, you know, that hamburger helper type stuff.
2: Absolutely. Adelaide, I just believe that procrastination is it's like a silent killer because you don't realize how much it's really costing you. And the, I think the big problem is there's no there's no big alarm that goes off when you know when you when you're procrastinating and you're not doing it when you should be doing it. So you you're kind of lulled into this false sense of security.
1: Wow, Eric, let me just throw this out there for our listeners who just joined us. Um, you can dial, press number one on your phone and join the conversation anytime. We're talking about procrastination. All you have to do is not procrastinate and <laughs> <laughs> push number one. i like to have you join us your, your questions and concerns, cause I'm sure you probably got some and stuff you are talking about doing later. I guess you could do it now, so make press number one one of the things that you do. All right. I feel better now, Eric. <laughs> All right. So who would you say? your book is really uh, earmarked for more of the entrepreneurs or do you think just the everyday person can can benefit from this?
2: Well, I think it's really for that person with that entrepreneurial mindset, the person that's looking to go from good to great. I, that That's really the person who the book is earmarked for because when you're trying to go from good to great, managing your time correctly and not... Crafting is critical because you have more, You have there's more demands on your time, and you really have to be vigilant and fight for every second.
1: Mm. Wow. That's true. That's true. I was just trying to figure out where the other people that haven't quite got there, how can they get a jump start?
2: Well, but so here's the thing. So the book, it's got it's a, like I said, it's an easy read, and they're basic steps. So even if you're not at that point yet, I mean, you can still grasp the tips. I mean, there's, there's very basic exercises within the book that help you to get clear. Let's say if you're not clear on your purpose, there's several exercises in the book that if you do the exercises, you'll start to gain clarity on what it is that you really – which or why. What, what is that driving force? What are you working towards? And, and I and I provide several basic like there's basic things you can do right now to overcome procrastination, and I, I share a lot of those those tips in the books as well. So even if you're not advanced, I mean you can still benefit from it.
1: Well, give us an example. Uh, I guess why do people need to tackle a procrastination outside of the obvious? I mean, to me, the obvious would be to you know, enhance their life, but I'm sure there are some
2: other reasons. Well, I, I, the biggest thing is just the hidden costs. And it it is costing you more than you realize. I mean, even if you just look at it from a financial standpoint, I mean, the, the credit card companies are, are just hoping. They've built their business model around the fact that people are going to procrastinate. And they charge, and they, they make a lot of money off of your late fees and things of that nature. I mean, the IRS makes all kinds of money off of the late extensions. Their businesses, they do mail-in rebates because they know that a majority of their consumers will not take the time to send in the rebate form. They'll just put it off. <laughs> and so they hook you with the offer. And knowing that you're not going to take advantage of that rebate. So you're, you're costing yourself money, and, and you're also costing yourself opportunities. So, for example, in most offices or situations, you probably know that one person who's always late. If you say the meeting starts at 9 o'clock, they're going to walk in disheveled at 9, 10, 9, 15, they are always late, you know, and everybody talks about them behind their back. Well, yeah, that's just that's just Joe. He's he's the late guy, but the problem is when it comes time for a promotion or a, a major project, the the powers that be aren't going to say, "Hey, let's promote that guy that's always late." So there's a lot of, of hidden costs. <laughs> I've never seen it. Yeah. You know. But there's a lot of hidden costs to procrastination, and that's why everyone listening to me needs to really, once you hang up, work to, to overcome that.
1: I, I also, too, think, you know, uh, outside of business, that also affects, you know, uh, people in their general everyday relationships as well because it, the same thing applies. You You procrastinate all the time. You lose trust. People stop yes. believing in you.
2: Absolutely, and it, and it shows that it, like if you're late all the time for various commitments you make with people, they they start to think, wow, he he just doesn't respect my time, and it, you know, it, it can certainly impact your relationships. I mean, just think about health. Now, I know as as men, sometimes we aren't as good about going to the doctor when we should, and literally putting off your doctor's appointment can be. Can cost you your health and cost you your life. There's just a lot of different costs.
1: Yes, that's that hidden cost that you were speaking of. The procrastination board is no joke.
2: No. Nope.
1: You know, and one thing for sure, time is the only one thing in life that we can't replace.
2: Right. Yeah, I mean, you never get your you never get your time back. And that's, why, I mean, we just, that's why it's critical to move forward with the discipline of now. And if you notice, I mean, like I've had the fortune through the National Speakers Association and just other avenues, the, the people that, are, that make a lot of money, that are at the millionaire level, they literally view time like someone would view money. I mean, it, that's how critical it is. They're so focused on not wasting their time. Yeah, you know, most like some people are trying to you know save money and clip coupons. That's how they think about time, and that that's been very that's one thing that's been very consistent with a lot of the top earners that I've been around. They all view time that way. They have this urgency when it comes to that.
1: Do do uh, do people that that do not procrastinate? Do they are they ever considered to be uh, impatient?
2: Yes. Yes. So I would say like in the book there's different you know there's four different personality types and like one of those personality types is that driver type A personality. And they the, that personality type tends to be internally motivated and driven and and they they just want to get certain things done. They're focused on the bottom line and so that type of personality okay. that, that, that the interesting thing is they make up a small percentage of the population but yes they're they're very they can be very impatient and they they really they're, they're focused <laughs> on hitting that goal.
1: I'm guilty <laughs>
2: <All> right, <man. laughs> so am I, I want to get it
1: done Mr. Twig. I want to get it done man I want to go fishing man I want to go play right. my motorcycle man I want to go do some other stuff if I got something to do I just want to get it done, you know what right. I mean? Whatever it is, let's just get Some it done. Segment, like
2: for me, you the know? clock is always ticking. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I, I want to go watch
1: cartoons or something. Let's just get it done, <laughs> whatever it is. Come on, you, right. you got to wait till tomorrow or the next day when we can just take 20 minutes, 30 minutes to knock this thing out. You know, and it frees right. you up to go on to your next project. Come on, you relax. You're going to pile all these different things on top of you, you piss everybody off. Because right. they sitting around waiting, you know what I mean? they sitting around waiting on you, and you sitting there twirling and scratching your head trying to figure out what you need to do first. You didn't even right. know the first things first, dummy. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh,
1: it's crazy, man. I don't know.
2: It, so the, now the thing is, so in the book I get into the different personalities. Like there's a personality that's known as the supporter. And so that supporter personality drives the driver personality absolutely crazy (laughs) because they're your polar opposite. And it's actually a big part of the population where they don't want to make waves. They don't like conflict, but they're not internally motivated. They're not internally driven. They're motivated by external pressure. So if you remind them, so if if you happen to be listening, if you're in that supporter personality type, Then you need to be, you know, hiring a coach would be a great idea, or having someone to really hold you accountable and hold your feet to the fire is what's going to move you forward. But yeah, so you, so Uh, if I'm a driver and I'm just very, I've had people, Eric,
1: Eric, yes, repeat that last thing again, man. I want to make sure our listeners got that one. Repeat that last statement again.
2: Which one about getting the coach?
1: Yeah, and and somebody to hold your feet to the fire. That whole thing. Yes.
2: Yes. So if you if you're in, I think we all could benefit from that. But if you fall into that supporter personality, you would really benefit from like an accountability partner, a coach, someone that can really hold your feet to the fire. Someone who you can tell you, hey, this, my goal is to have this book written by this date here, and that person you know can call you you can t- have a call with that person they can say hey have you written chapter 1 have you written chapter 2 have you written chapter 3 so that that's that's very critical uh, having that especially if you're in that personality type having that external accountability to help you to achieve your goal
1: how how important is it to you for for that individual to be suffering from that to uh uh to make a serious hardcore effort to be realistic about that being a problem with them and making a real change
2: that's huge, and awareness is the first step I mean you have to be aware so especially if you if you once you become aware that hey that's my personality type and that's these are some of my habits, then you have to really then you can start to make those changes but then you know looking at your environment too if you're in an if you if you hang around three procrastinators, you're going to be the fourth I mean that's just the way the way it works out so can you get into an environment of people that are moving in the direction of where you're trying to get to how
1: how How do you get somebody that that's in the comfort zone you know they're they're you know they've worked in corporate america they you know okay with their job you know they're educated people. How do you kick them, give them a jump start? How do you get them to uh, make that leap out of that comfort zone?
2: Well, and I've found in a lot of those instances, there's something that they're not happy with. Like they're really deep down, they're not satisfied with where they are. And and they feel like something is missing. And so a lot of times the question I'll ask is, okay, so how is that working for you? And when they really start to think about it, it's, hey, this this really isn't working. And a lot of times it's they're not really clear on what it is they really want to do. They just know that there's got to be more. There's, there's something missing. So just really just get, again, raising their awareness to the fact that I'm not, yeah, I may be in a comfort zone, but I'm not really where I want to be.
1: I guess that when that's not-where-I-want-to-be thing really start driving them, I guess that'll stop them as well from procrastinating. What are some uh, simple steps our listeners can do today to help combat their procrastination problem? Uh, Yes. First, I think they need to tell the truth to themselves.
2: Right. Yeah, you have to admit. admit it. Like anything, the first step is always admitting that you have the problem. But the, the big thing would be taking your smartphone and turning off all of the alerts and notifications from when you get like an email or a text message. Uh, those things that would will keep you f- uh, from focusing on the project at hand. I mean, I, that, I'm telling you that just from people I've worked with, that's gone a long way to help them overcome procrastination where they're not getting the notification every time they get an email. So that's one basic thing. So
1: so the notifications are basically um, a distraction.
2: Right, right. So if, if someone, unless they have someone's afraid deep down, which is, again, fear is a big cause for people to procrastinate, when they get that email notification, that gives them the reason to take a break and relieve their anxiety. And before you know it, an hour has gone by, and they still haven't gotten back to their project.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: And
1: then <laughs> something else happened, and they go on chasing another donkey's tail. Right. Like, I know we, we were talking earlier, you were talking about personality types, and I think you may have mentioned one, but I'm not sure if we touched on the other personality types.
2: So we talked about the driver, so you have like the the type A personality, which sounds like you and I would be in that category that's right. driven for goals. You have the supporter, they are like the peacemaker, they don't want to make waves, they're not internally motivated, they're more externally motivated. So then you have the analytical personality type, so the analytically analytical personality is more of the perfectionist. They uh, they're they're more motivated by like processes, facts, figures. They need to see things in writing before they can move forward. They like to have all of the details at their hands before they take the next that they take the next steps. And, and by the way, my message for you, if, if you can identify with that is to not allow perfect to become the enemy of progress okay hopefully that helps one of the listeners that may be listening so you have so so you have that personality uh that they, they they're stuck with the paralysis by analysis and then you have what's called that motivator personality this person they're outgoing they're the social butterfly but they really don't like the details they they don't like they if you, if you look at someone that's in that motivator category their desk is always a mess but they they're great at sales they're great when they're talking to people but they don't like the like someone who's a motivator would make a bad accountant <laughs> because they dis, they despise the details and they will procrastinate if there's something that they believe is tedious and time consuming so so those are the four different yeah. personality <laughs> types. They run the other way, huh? You know. Right, right. So the the book will help you to understand which personality you are, and gives specific and it gives specific strategies to overcome procrastination for each personality.
1: So would you say, uh, well, would you say this is something that we all suffer from to a degree, or have
2: we yeah. managed to? So. That's a great question So the studies show that 95% of the population Have have admitted to having an issue with procrastination on some level And I believe that the other 5% They just haven't gotten around to completing the survey yet <laughs> That's how big a problem this thing is But no, it's everyone's got an issue on some level with procrastination
1: And I think a lot of it has to do with whether you want to do a particular task or not because it's something that you really, really don't want to do and your heart's not in it. You tend to come up with a thousand excuses for why you haven't done it yet.
2: Yes. Yes. We call that task aversion. You just, deep down, it's not something that you really want to do. And so, like, for example, being a type A personality, I, I myself I don't like to do things that I can't directly relate to my ultimate big picture goal. Some of the, but now, some of those things need to be done, right? Even though they're not sexy, they're not the ideal thing, but it's like doing mileage expense reports, for example. If I'm not careful, I'll, I'll procrastinate on something like that because I don't tie it to the big, big picture.
1: You said something earlier uh, in the show, Eric, that I just want to jump back to for a minute that I thought was pretty powerful also. Um, You said don't allow perfect to become the enemy of progress. And and I was thinking about that because uh, with the driven personality, I can understand too because I I see a lot of myself in that. You know, you want things to be done right, you know, and that right sometimes could equate to you you want to be perfect. Know, yes. And I can see that being uh issue as well. So can you speak right. a little bit more on that?
2: Certainly. So a lot of times we don't move forward because it's not perfect, it's not exact. When but the standard and, and I can again I can relate because I'm a driver, really the standard is excellence, not necessarily perfection. You know, you, you strive towards perfection, but a lot of times perfection is dangerous because let's say if you're Doing a writing project, you'll tend to write and edit at the same time, as opposed to just writing, getting your thoughts on paper. And then, whatever that perfection also creates judgment. And you start judging yourself, and, and it's hard to it's hard to move forward when you when you're in that judgment. And also, perfection will keep you from delegating. You'll you'll just end up doing everything yourself. And I know for me, I would say, you know what? Nobody's going to do it like Eric. So I, I I need this done a perfect way, so I might as well just do it myself. But if I'm doing everything, I'm well, going to burn myself out.
1: Yeah, but it seems like, too, that kind of helps us with our controlling our stress level, too, because when you delegate yeah. and it's not right and you do it repetitively, then you start questioning yourself, man, am I not making good choices? So that creates stress. And then yes. when you say, I might as well just do it myself, then you say, well, I just should have done it that way in the first time instead of extending myself, which creates additional stress.
2: Right. Right. So, and, and like, for example, for myself, people ask me, well, Eric, do you have an issue with procrastination? Have you, you procrastinate? I can tell you it took me six years to write a book about overcoming procrastination. <laughs> and part of that... Part of that was because of this perfectionism thing and wanting to have everything perfect. So that this whole can really, if you're not aware, and you you, know, you have to get to a point where you're moving forward, and if you're not aware that this perfectionism is affecting you, it will keep you standing pat.
1: Right. So the trick is to go over the hurdle, go under the hurdle, go around the hurdle, but don't get stuck at the hurdle.
2: Exactly. Yes, you have to you you have to move, continue to move forward. And I get stuck in this whole thing of paralysis by analysis and waiting for everything to be perfect until you move forward.
1: Yeah, I can see where time can get away from you on that one because keep it keeps saying tomorrow they promised to nobody. Right. So, what do you see in store? What's what, what's next for you, sir? What
2: do you got? What's going on? Well, my, my, my next goal is just to continue to get the message out about the book and to continue to speak to audiences about these principles. And, I mean, I can, I'm going to make my, – my plan is to write additional books on the message. But, but right now, my, that's my main thing is just getting this book into people's hands and talking to different organizations. About specific things they can do to overcome procrastination and move forward, I mean that's just that's my passion, and that's my mission is just really getting this message i i just believe that we talked about purpose earlier, I believe that this was just this is the book I was supposed to write, and i I just I can't sit on the information I have to get it out I have to be on programs like this where I can get that message to as many people as possible so that that's really my next thing.
1: That's why it's going to happen for you, because you believe it, man. I, my my the next question, man, I just wonder, man, you got your president's phone number? <laughs> <laughs> you might want to call him up. Oh, <laughs> 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 forgive me. I just, I just, I'm trying not to procrastinate, you know. It crossed my mind, so I had to let it go.
2: Yeah, to let go of some of those alternative facts. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it
1: crossed my mind. Yeah, you might could get that guy to stop procrastinating
2: and be real yeah. with
1: things.
2: Yeah, that I, I think that, that's probably a whole other show. <laughs> that's
1: very <pretty> true. <laughs> yes, sir. I definitely believe in that one. Uh uh-huh. Definitely believe in. So man, I'm definitely gonna put uh, put some of these things in, in motion myself, you know. And uh, I, I'm definitely interested in reading your books and get a little bit more into the different personality types. And just for me, on a personal note, I want to see how many people I can fit into each category.
2: Right. Yeah. So again, just keep and keep in mind. So the most people tend to fall. Into either that analytical box or the supporter box, when it comes on the, on the, from a personality standpoint, and those those two types tend to struggle the most with procrastination.
1: Wow. So, as a, as a, as a businessman, an entrepreneur, and you, you 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 identify these personality types, would you say that help you? Um, uh, delegate jobs to them, or, or keep them in a certain position because of their personalities, or you choose not to deal with them at all.
2: Yes, no, I think it's it goes back to awareness. So if I know the personality type, then I, I can I know kind of what to delegate to who and who to put in what what key positions. So, like for example, if someone. If, I'm looking to, if I was looking to have, have someone run a big part of my organization, it's probably going to be someone who's that driver personality type, not someone that's necessarily that supporter, because I need, to, I need them to be more driven. Now, if, if, it's, right. if it's a clerical project or, you know, a bookkeeping type position, I'm looking for the individual that's got more of that analytical personality type. And if I try to get a, if I try to delegate something very tedious and time consuming to someone that's a driver, it's going to drive them crazy, <laughs> and they're going to they're going to procrastinate. So no, you you bring up a great point. Knowing the personality types and then knowing your personality type will go a long way to moving forward.
1: Yeah, I think that's that's real important. This this what we're just speaking about just right now. I, I think that is is is. I don't know, I can't say how important that is to establish uh, a solid foundation to your organization because if you allow yourself, it's almost like having putting the wrong chess pieces in the wrong place. You right. know if you don't put the right people in the right place, you kind of minimize your success of being successful, you know yes, and uh, at at the end of the day, you're going to really have to take responsibility for that because you allow it. You allowed it to happen.
2: Yes, and then I mean, the people will be in a better position. They'll feel more fulfilled when they're in a role that's more suited to their personality. And that that that's really where that comes into play. And that's why I would encourage the listeners to really read the book and think, think about where they find themselves and make the adjustments accordingly.
1: Eric, I think this is a good time, too, for you to tell everybody where they could go get your book. Uh, did you do an audio book as well, or is it just in print right now?
2: It's just in print right now. Uh, it's on both Kindle, and you can get the traditional paperback version as well by visiting my website. Uh, it's eric, twigs, dot com. Forward slash the Discipline of Now, which is the name of the book, The Discipline of Now. You can get the website, you can get the um, book in either of those versions by visiting that website.
1: And order today and don't
2: procrastinate. Say, don't well, put off getting your copy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: don't put off <laughs> getting your copy. Get it today. <laughs> And let and let Eric know where you heard it at You know, where you yes. found out about the book Yes sir.
2: Absolutely
1: Eric, I want to thank you, man our, our listeners, I know I know I'm going to be getting a lot of calls And a lot of emails on this one And um, it's going to give us A whole lot to move forward with And I'm definitely going to Read these 12 principles myself Over and over again It's not, It's almost like already already practice my nose man and, and what that is the exercise that I do I get up in the mirror and uh, I say no 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 can't do it nope, nope not nope can't do it nope uh, because if you don't do that sometimes when people come at you and you hesitate for a minute you know you ponder on the thought and they feel like they got you and then you got to hear about another 15 20 minutes before you actually get to say, I don't think that's a good idea at the time. So I find right. out if I just practice by no's and they say, Nope. This <laughs> just cuts it <laughs> short. I don't I don't have to lose another fifteen, twenty minutes.
2: Right. No, you I mean that's that is excellent and I've got a whole chapter dedicated to saying no. <laughs> <laughs> see, <laughs> that, see, uh, see,
1: look, that's 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 that A-type look. There you, there you go. There you go. Right. There you go. Man, well, listen, we appreciate you so much, man. Uh, I want to thank you again for taking time to come out and kick it with us. And I know, you know, for those that joined us late, uh, you can get this show, uh, of course, on our website, worldmovement.com, wherever you get your podcast from, uh, iTunes, Spreaker, I think it's about – three or four other um, platforms the show is going to be shared with. So you really, really, really don't have no excuse for um, not hearing the show in its entirety. Um, If for some ungodly reason you can't get it, which I can't even believe what that might be, you can always send us an email at info at worldmovement.com and we'll email you uh, a copy of it. We'll do that for you because we think you really need to hear this. Because at the end of the day, at the end of the day, we want this show kind of play a play to really enhance all our listeners' lives. We want to be able to show and share things that's going to help them out, and that's what we try to do here on this show. We try to bring people that are on the top of their game, no matter what it is, uh, to enhance the lives of our listeners and fellow man, and uh, that's it. So Eric, please come back and join us again when your time permits, and um, and we wish you the best with everything you got going on.
2: Hey, I, again, thank you for having me having me on your show, and I wish you the best as well.
1: Oh, absolutely, man. We're definitely gonna keep practicing uh, your principles because it's it's helped us get this far. So you know, the sky's the limit, as they say.
2: Absolutely.
1: All right. Thank you. And you have a good day, sir.
2: Hey, you do the same. Thank you.
1: Uh, Thank you. This was Mr. Eric M. Twiggs, and uh, we were talking about the discipline of now, 12 Principles to Overcome Procrastination, and all of you, you know what I'm saying. Don't be sitting in that line talking about that ain't me and I'm not really like that. Cause I'm pretty sure there's some stuff that you're supposed to been doing that you haven't done. So get up and get get it get it going. You know. And I want to thank you too, all our listeners, for joining us. Um, we'll be back next Sunday, 2:30 PST. I'm your host Lamont Patterson. You listening, to of play a play and check us out worldmovement.com. We really appreciate you, love you all, and thank you. But we really ain't going nowhere. We might as well bless bless your eardrums right now before you go somewhere. So sit back and just put your ear on this one. This is one of my favorites, too. (laughs)
3: I i love.
0: Oh, uh-huh.